first time listening in, a special welcome to you. I am so glad you're here. On FD, we are exploring what it looks like to live life in all its fullness. Life lived to the full. This is what Jesus said he came to give every one of us. Full life. Wow. And when I experience it, I love it. And I want more. And then when I find practices that bring about more of that richness, that fullness in my own life, I'm so pumped. And then I come on here and talk about it. <laughs> and sometimes I have my friends on and we have an amazing discussion on some of these topics. But today you have me in my super hyped up, pumped up, excited state. So let's go. I hope you're ready. Woo. Today we are talking about light, light. And, and if there's one thing you remember, if there's one thing you remember, you remember a lot of stuff, hopefully, this is gonna be amazing. But if there's one thing you remember, it is this, walk in the light, okay? Walk in the light. It is so good to walk in the light. Now, if we look in the Bible at the very start, the very first page, we see these words, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now the earth was formless and empty, and darkness was all over the surface of the deep. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. Woo. And God said, let there be light. And there was light. And God saw that the light was good. And he separated the light from the darkness. Woo! And he called the light day and the darkness night. Amazing. See, look, what can we take away from this? It is absolutely essential for all of life to have light. That's the first thing God created. The first thing God created was light. It is important that we all walk in the light. I remember reading this passage years ago and thinking, hold on, hold on, hold on, hey, wait a minute. The sun and the other stars and the moon were created after God created light. So the sun and the stars are not the source of light, but God is. And it's so amazing. And then God created these stars, the sun and all the other stars to give us light in a controlled and a very beautiful way. I mean, looking at the stars at night is amazing. It's just beautiful to it kind of appreciate the vastness of space. And as I started to think about what light is, these words started to make sense to me in a new way. It's so cool. Okay, so go with me here. Light is one part of a wide range of energy, EM waves. And in that range, you have microwaves, radio waves, x-rays, gamma waves, and light. The visible part is what we call light. And so what God did in the beginning was to create energy. And then he separated the light from the darkness. So he made one part of this energy visible and the rest of it invisible. It's so cool. I mean, I, I, I'm just so excited about that. Anyway, what we're focusing on here today is the part that helps us see, the visible light, okay? So what difference does light make to your life, to my life? Well, if we look around, that in itself is 
one major difference. We can see things, right? We know what difference it is to be able to see things in daylight versus how difficult it is to see things when it's night. And when you're in a completely dark room, you cannot see anything. So light helps us see. And it is such a gift. And we know it is a gift because we know there are people who are blind, who are not able to see. Or even some people who are colorblind, who cannot see in color. And we know the joy that it is to be able to appreciate the natural beauty around us. And art too. And along with being able to see things comes our ability to identify things. Because we can see them, we can identify and say, this is what it is or who it is, right? I can see my friend and he doesn't have to say anything. And once I see his face, I can say, oh, this is Carl or this is James. And I know who they are because I can see them. And it's the same thing. It helps us to identify things. So with that knowledge, right? The light brings identification, brings knowledge. And when we have that knowledge, it helps us make better decisions, okay? So if I see a person carrying a gun and running towards me, I know to avoid that person. <laughs> I don't want, you know, you know, because like the gun is dangerous. But if I see my friend running towards me with their arms open wide that I know, oh, they're in a really good mood and they're going for a hug. And I love a hug. So I open my arms and I'm like, oh, let's hug, you know? I love hugs. <laughs> but this, you know, being able to see helps us identify so much. We're able to gather so much information that helps us make better judgments. And this is not only true with people, but it's also true with other things as well in our world. Take, for example, someone who likes to swim. Okay, they come across a river and then they see crocodiles on the bank and in the water. So they know, even though they enjoy swimming, not to go swimming in that river because there are things in it that are dangerous. And this is it. This, this is what is so good about light. It helps us make decisions that can protect us, right? We're able to see things. You know, if you see something and you know this thing contains something that is harmful to me, that is dangerous to me, you know to avoid that thing altogether. Guess what? There are other bodies of water without crocodiles. Find that one and swim in it. And it's the same thing in life. If we come across anything, something we're reading, watching, listening to that contains things that are not and we can see that it contains things that are not good for us let's avoid it make a different decision it's better for life overall for your life overall i love the way the psalmist describes the word of god the bible in psalm 119 in verse 105 it says this your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. And then elsewhere in the psalm, it says this, the unfolding of your words gives light. It gives understanding to the simple. I love this. You know, if you're following Jesus, I want to encourage you to read 
your Bible. And if you're not following Jesus, I also want to encourage you to read the Bible. It's so amazing. It gives light. And you know, I don't want anyone listening to this to, to hear this and think, oh no, I'm not reading my Bible enough. Or, oh no, you know, I'm not a good Christian. Or, I, I, you know, none of that. No way. No, there is no condemnation at all in Christ Jesus. I love that. So true. This is not about not reading your Bible enough. No, it's about doing something that's good for you. It gives light. So it's just an encouragement. You know, following Jesus is like you, you need to be able to see. It. You, you can follow someone when you can see them better than when you can't. It's not impossible to follow someone that you can't see. But it, it's easier to follow someone when there's light and you can see them. And it's the same thing. It's like having a Bible but not reading it. It's like walking around at night with a light in your hand but not putting it on. It's like we need this. It's good for us because it helps us see things. And, you know, I have times in my life when some days I'm just kind of feeling off or feeling, you know, off balance, off kilter somehow. And I can't quite work out what's going on. And what I find is when I start reading the Bible, I, I find that I begin to understand more about, you know, what's going on within me, what's going on around me. And, and it begins to make more sense. And I have peace. I get this understanding that it, that it, that it brings. And I'm like, oh, this is good. And, it, you know, and it might just be an understanding that, you know what? God is my shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd, and I don't need to, to worry about stuff. And so that understanding just allows me to relax into his presence around me continuously. And then I don't need to worry about the stuff that I was worried about. And so it just begins to give light and give that understanding and peace, and it's so good. So I encourage you, read, read. It's, it's so good. It's really amazing. I love it. Now, the other thing about walking in the light, being in the light, and doing stuff in the light is that it makes things harder to hide, or it makes it harder for us to hide ourselves and remain hidden. And you know what? If we're honest with ourselves, I think most of us would say that we have things that we would prefer to keep hidden, right? It's just better if Nobody knows about this thing or that thing. And sometimes it's because we're ashamed or we're afraid. We're afraid that people will reject us. And if you have that fear, you are not alone. This is something that most of us experience at some point in our lives. But the good news is you don't have to live with that fear forever. Because there is light for your life. So good. And you know, since we're talking about hiding things, if I'm being really honest, there are times when even before I do something, I find myself already thinking about how to hide it. You know, you know metaphorically speaking, I'm, I'm wanting to do something in the dark and not in the light. And sometimes I'm even trying to keep that hidden from people who are close to me. And it raises what might be a difficult question for some, but I think is a really important one for each of us to ask ourselves. And it's this. 
how do I want to live? Do I want to walk in the light or walk in the dark? And, you know, sometimes, hey, the dark seems pretty convenient because I can do stuff and get away with it. Whereas if I do something in the light, then people see me and suddenly I'm accountable for what I've done and that's a bit more difficult. Sometimes the temptation is to try and live this dual life, you know, partly in the light and partly in the darkness, right? So like the, the bits that I, I, I'm okay for people to see, okay, I live that part of my life in the light, but the bits that I don't really want people to know about, the bits that I want to keep hidden, I live that part of my life in the dark. But the problem with living like that is that it starts to affect our relationships with other people and our relationships with ourselves too. Like sometimes we can get into situations where we start to feel like we have to put on this mask, you know, to hide certain parts of ourselves from the people that we're around so that they only see the parts we think they'll like. And then sometimes it stops us from forming that genuine deep connection because we're hiding something from someone that we really want to get to know, but they can't get to know us fully because we're wearing this mask. We're keeping ourselves hidden. And so it starts to affect our relationships in this way. And this is part of what Jesus came to give us, the ability to enjoy these full, healthy relationships with each other and with God. Jesus came to give us full life and he came to give us light. He said this about himself. He said, I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. And it's amazing. You have the light of life if you follow Jesus. Fantastic. That is something that we definitely need. Having the light of life, being able to see things, being able to come into the open, being able to relate to people, you know, wholeheartedly, fully, unreservedly, without, you know, any fear. Fantastic. And it's a journey. It's a journey that Jesus leads us along step by step towards a state where we are not just comfortable living and walking in the light, but we actually enjoy living in the light, enjoy walking in the light. So good. And you know, as good as walking in the light is, we got to be real. Just because it's good doesn't mean everyone will love to do it. And you know, we're hit with a big reality check here in the Bible in John's Gospel, chapter 3, when he says this, light has come into the world, but people loved darkness instead of light because their deeds were evil. Everyone who does evil hates the light and will not come into the light for fear that their deeds will be exposed. But whoever lives by the truth comes into the light so that it may be seen plainly that what they do has been done through God. So there's this reality that, you know what, 
not everyone is going to love to live in the light. So we got to be aware of it and make wise decisions. And, and that's part of this light that the, the word of God brings to us in, 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 in knowing that, look, this is the real world. You're going to have a mixture of people and of views and things. But for you, if you want to live life to the full, walk in the light. And so I think it's important just to clarify here that when I say walk in the light, I'm not talking about having no privacy at all. No, no, no. Privacy is important. There's certain things that we should not just do in the open <laughs> where everyone can see. That's not what I mean. What, what I'm talking about here is living life in such a way that we have no fear of anyone anywhere finding out about anything that we've done. And you know what? For some people, that is a big task. And for me, I definitely, definitely know I need help. Like, you know, and I'm so grateful. I've got Jesus, the light of life. You know, it's so incredible to know that Jesus already knows everything about me, everything about you. And he loves you completely, wholeheartedly, unconditionally. And he loves me the same too. It's so good. You see, that is an amazing space to begin to learn how to walk in the light. So just to do a little recap here, why walk in the light? I, you know, one, it promotes integrity within us. We don't have to hide parts of ourselves. We're, we're comfortable living as we are and where we need adjustments. We make those adjustments. We're open to people giving us feedback and we're accountable. And it's a way in which we can create authentic, genuine relationships with people, right? So there's that integrity that it promotes. There's the relationships that it, it helps us build, right? Which we actually really desire and we need good relationships. And then there's the casting out of fear, right? The fear of being discovered. You know, it, it's like if someone is involved in something, maybe at work, that they know, oh, this isn't right. We shouldn't really be doing this. And then what happens is, okay, you get involved in it and then it, it you start to cover it up, right? L living in the dark, you cover it up. And then eventually it gets found out and there's trouble down the road, but it's not even the trouble down the road. It's the fear that you live with of somebody finding out all the time in between when you did it and when it's found out. You can definitely do without that fear. I, I do not like that negative fear in my life where it's like eating away on your mind and you know every time someone goes near that topic there's this thing that's kind of eating you up on the inside hoping that no one gets close to it and oh we can definitely do without that and that's what the light brings freedom from that fear and speaking of fear i read recently that a survey carried out in the uk found that over 60% of adults are still afraid of the dark. 
that's a really high number. And the fear of the dark is not something that we're born with, but rather it's something that we learn or we're taught either from observing the adults when we're children or reading books or cartoons or films or any story that kind of reinforces the idea that there are scary bad things that happen and lurk in the dark. And the fear of the unknown kicks in when we encounter things in the dark when we can't see. But then these stories, you know, hyper activate our minds to think up the worst possible thing that makes us even more afraid in the dark. And then that's how we develop these fears that can sometimes be with us for a long time into adulthood. But, you know, these stories that talk about creepy things lurking in the dark and, you know, all this kind of stuff, even though they're mostly exaggerated, right? There is an element of truth to them in that there are creatures, animals, bugs, things that just love the dark. They thrive in the dark. And there are things that thrive in the light. And if you put them in a dark place, they die out. And I remember hearing a story from a lady called Priscilla Shira, which really kind of brought this point home for me. And the story goes like this. Okay, so every so often she goes with her family to a lake to go fishing. And when they get there, they have to turn the boat right side up because the boats are kept upside down on the, on, you know, on the bank just next to the lake. And every time she has to do that, she is ready to run because she knows once she turns that boat, things are going to come running out from underneath there. Bugs, roaches, there's going to be worms moving around. There's going to be all sorts of things under there. And she said something really interesting. She said, no one needed to send an invitation. No one needed to run an ad campaign to tell these things that there is a dark, damp place. All you needed to do was create the circumstances that would lead to darkness. And then dampness followed. And then all these critters, as she called them, they followed. They, 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 they flocked there. And then they thrive in that space. And she was like, that it's the same with our lives. That we need to live our lives right side up, you know, facing the light. Because when we create spaces to cover things up, there are certain things in our lives that run into those spaces and begin to thrive in those spaces. And we don't want things that thrive in the dark in our lives because these things ruin our lives. And this can be in our emotions, for example. You know, let's say... Maybe we're feeling sad, but we don't feel comfortable telling the people that are around us that we're feeling sad. Maybe it will ruin the mood or we think it'll do this or that. And so for some reason, we just decide to keep it hidden. And then we continue to feel sad and it's hidden. And then with, without even sending out an invitation, loneliness creeps in. We start to feel isolated. Even though we're surrounded by people, we start to feel really deeply lonely. And then because we have this feeling of loneliness and, and it, it kind of goes with us after we leave this group of people. Then we start to try and do something that will kind of 
help with the loneliness. But then we do something that we're not very proud of and then it brings shame and we start to feel ashamed that we've done this thing that we're not really proud of. And you see how in the dark, just keeping one thing in the dark somehow uh, could attract other things that we didn't really advertise for, but they just naturally thrive in this space. Or it could be something that we do. Maybe, you know, as a kid, you do something that you know mom or dad is not going to be happy with. Or in a relationship, you know someone's not going to be, you know, you know the other person's not going to be happy with this in a friendship or whatever it is. And we do those things and then we begin to have to hide it from them because we don't want them to be upset with us. You know, we don't want that relationship to be affected. But what happens is when we hide it, let's say they start to get some sort of clue. They see something's up and then they ask us about it and we have to then lie about it because we don't want them to find out. But then we've now lied about it and then we start to feel bad that we had to lie to the person that we like, that we love. And then maybe they find out that it happened, but they just don't know who did it. And then we start to think of the list of people they don't particularly get on with and think about who they might believe would do such a thing. And so we just maybe kind of hint and suggest and you know, angle them towards that person. But then what we've done there is we've falsely accused someone because we don't want to come clean. And then what happens when it comes out that we were the ones who did this? Well, we have to face up to the reality of the broken trust and the breakdown in our relationship. And then we need to invest time and work and energy and effort into rebuilding that trust, rebuilding that relationship that we once enjoyed. And it all started with trying to hide one action. And then we might start asking ourselves, how did I get here? You know, this was never our intention. We actually just didn't want to hurt that person. And this is another reason it's really good for us to walk in the light so that these things that thrive in the dark don't somehow creep their way into our lives. Now, so far, the darkness I've been talking about is the darkness around us. But then I've had friends say to me, no, I'm struggling with or battling against a darkness within me. And that can be really, really hard. And the darkness can seem really powerful. And it's like, sometimes it even manifests itself as like dark thoughts. You're wrestling with these thoughts and we, we, we don't want to have anything to do with them, but they're so overwhelming, so overpowering. And it just kind of seems to suck you in. And you know what? If you're going through that, man, well done. It's not easy at all. You're so strong. Keep fighting against it genuinely keep fighting against it. But the good news is you don't have to fight against it alone. The fantastic thing about light is that where it is, there is no darkness. And you know, it's not like light and darkness are these equal and opposite forces that are battling against each other, you know, this eternal struggle. No, 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 no. The good news is that Light does not contend with darkness. If there is a dark space, once you bring a light into it, the darkness ceases to exist. And this is the amazing thing. If there is darkness within you that you're struggling with, that you're fighting against, then you need the light 
of life. Jesus said, I am the light. See, once Jesus comes into your life, the darkness just disappears. It, 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 it flees. And the thing is, life is complex. You know, when we go through life, even walking with Jesus, sometimes it's like there are places, there are areas that kind of feel like, you know, this is in the shadow. And don't beat yourself up over it thinking, how did I let this shadowy part, you know, come back into my life or anything like that? No, 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 no. Just bring the light over there and then the shadow is no longer there. <laughs> It's an active thing we need to keep on doing. And so this brings me to my last question. How do we maintain or even grow the light within us? What are the things that we can do practically to help have light, to help ourselves stay walking in the light? I think the first thing is simply to decide. We've got to decide. We've got to decide that we want to continue walking in the light. Because without that decision, without that personal conviction, without that you know, desire to walk in the light, oh, it's going to be tough. Another thing we can do is practice. Practice sharing the things that we would normally tend to hide with other people. And it's so important that these people are people who love us right? And this is the amazing thing about Jesus. He knows everything about us and loves us completely unconditionally. And so he's the safest place to really start to practice this because it can be difficult. It can be hard. You know, some people might find it challenging to open up about themselves to other people. It is something that we do need encouragement about. And so if someone is coming to you, encourage them. Let them know that it is a safe space, that you're going to keep their confidence, right? And and they can confide in you. And then then they begin to build up this practice of being open, being honest, not keeping emotions or any feelings or anything that we would tend to hide hidden away. And then We live in the light. And then these things that can thrive in the dark, they'll come into our lives. It's fantastic. So practice. We need people. We need each other. People who love us to practice. Another thing which we can do to help bring light into our lives is follow Jesus. This is the most important thing, really. Follow Jesus. He is the author of full life. He's the designer of full life, and he's the light of the world. That is what we need, each of us, in our lives to have light for everything that we're doing and everything we're involved in. And light just improves the quality of our lives. And it's really easy to start following Jesus. We can just simply say in our hearts, Lord Jesus, thank you that you know me completely and you love me totally unconditionally. And thank you that you made a way to pardon all the things that I've done wrong. I receive that now, and I want to follow you. Please come and help me. And that's it. You follow Jesus just like that. It's amazing. And it's the beginning. It's the first step in a journey that's super exciting. And then if you're already following Jesus, another thing you can do to help 
maintain and grow this light within you is read the word. We talked about it before. Having a light and not turning it on in the dark. Mm -mm -mm. This is good for you. Read the Bible. It's so amazing. The Bible is so amazing. I mean, I, every time I open it, I'm looking at it. I'm being like, wow, this is so good. So much wisdom. So much fun. The stories are so amazing. And what's more amazing is that I find that there is wisdom directly applicable to what is happening in my life in that moment. Amazing. And one last thing that I wanted to touch on that I think will also help us guard the light within us is this, being mindful of what we fix our eyes on. Jesus put it this way. He said, the eye is the lamp of the body. And if your eye is healthy, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eye is unhealthy, your body will be full of darkness. If then the light that is within you is darkness, how great is that darkness? And I thought about that verse and I was like, oh, I don't get it. What does a healthy eye and an unhealthy eye look like? And how does that relate to light and darkness? And then I started to look a little deeper into the meaning of the word that is translated as unhealthy. And I saw that the word for the unhealthy eye literally translates to the eye that is fixing on many different things. And I got a picture that really helped me understand this verse, and it's this. See, we know that the sun rises in the east. And so if I build a house with no windows on the east-facing wall, no windows to the south or the north-facing walls, and only windows to the west-facing wall, then at sunrise, because the windows are looking away from the light of the sun, most of the inside of the house will be dark. And so it's that thing of what the window of our souls are fixing on. Is it light giving? Is it allowing light into ourselves? Or are we looking away from the light? And so it's really important. See, when we look at something, generally we give it our attention and we turn ourselves towards it. And so it's the thing that our hearts seek after. And what Jesus is saying is be mindful of what that is. Is it the light of the world? Are we allowing light into ourselves or are we looking away from the light? You know, I said it before and I'll say it again. Light does not compete with darkness. Light does not compete with darkness. Darkness is simply what exists in the absence of light. But once you bring light into the picture, the darkness ceases to exist. Woo! That is fantastic news. That is fantastic news. It says of Jesus that he is the light of the world and the darkness could not overcome him. There's no way. It's not even a competition. And so this is great news for us because wherever you are, whatever you're doing, whoever you are, you have access to the light of the world. You can live in the light. You can walk in the light. And it, you can enjoy the freedom that it brings, the genuine, beautiful relationships that you can have in the light, the freedom from fear within and without, no need to fear any darkness anywhere. It is fantastic. And so I hope that wherever you're listening to this, your day, your week, 
your year is filled with more light. And you know what? Things that weren't clear before now become clearer. And you have the wisdom to make the decisions that are before you. And you can just enjoy and appreciate the beauty and the wonder that's around you. And if you were struggling or battling with some darkness within or without, that the light of the world, Jesus himself, sets you free so that you can live life to the full. And that is my prayer for everyone listening today. Thank you for joining and see you next time. So that you might have life.